Welcome to Power Your Profits podcast, your friendly guide in bringing your business revenue to the next level. Listen as host Susie Carter hears inspiring stories of success from her fellow entrepreneurs and transformational leaders. Prepare to make significant change to your strategies as they unravel the secrets of building multi-million dollar businesses and the most effective tips on finance, marketing, and sales accountability. If you want to make your first step towards explosive business growth, this is the right podcast for you. Without further ado, here is your host, Susie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here because our audience needs you, especially the author services. We have a lot of author speakers, writers, people who are trying to leverage their gift, their talent. So I tell them they need to do it, but I don't do it. So again, I'm bringing you one of my badass friends to help us look at how do I monetize what I'm doing? How do I leverage and get seen and get heard? Because we all know to get paid. And Debbie, you're our media visibility coach. So let's talk about that. Tell us who your ideal client is, because we always talk about let's work with our ideal clients, people we love and adore and you love and adore us and are coachable and we'll do the work because that makes that's all the difference in the world. <laughs> so share a little bit about what you're up to and what's happening and how you serve. Thank you. Thank you. So first of all, it's amazing to be here with you, my dear, on your steamable show. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful to be sharing about this. I feel like now more than ever in the world, things that I teach and coach about are so needed. COVID taught us during the pandemic. If we're not online, we're in trouble. Yes. Period. So writing your book, you can do it at home. Being interviewed, definitely you can do it from home. And all of these things accelerate our visibility. Everything I do in the world, I also coach. So I've had a 15-year radio show podcast. I've been interviewed on over 1,500 media outlets. I've written four international best-selling books. I help people. I produce anthologies and I teach people how to be interviewed. And a lot of people out there think on both the book and the interview front, they think, well, I can just do that. And I find so many people waste a lot of time and a lot of money, maybe Googling things and try to figure them out on their own. But we all need to be coachable. Having a guide to me, a coach, is like somebody coming into the darkness with a lantern and they're lighting the path in front of us. So it's smooth and easy. And if there are challenges, someone's in our corner. If there are wins, there's someone to celebrate. And my ideal client, well, I tend to attract spiritual entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and healers a lot, people who are pretty exquisite with their gifts. And most important, men and women both come to me equally, which I love. And I will say my favorite client is someone who knows that they don't know. And they want to get somewhere. They want to get where they are to the finish line and have a good journey in between and that they are coachable. They have the ability to be coached. (laughs) When I say something, they actually follow through because A hundred percent of the time when that happens, my clients say to me, oh my God, that works so well. Here's what I'm producing. And there's all this excitement and confidence being built for them. So being hungry, super important, the willingness, and just know like you're an expert in what you're an expert in and the rest, let go, let go and enjoy the ride and let somebody help. you. I know I always say that a really good coach can shave 10 years off your learning curve. So find someone that's 
walking the talk. I love that you said that I'm doing it. It's not ideas or theories because there's a lot of shenanigans happening in the marketplace. And I think there's a lot of charlatans, right? Just do as I say, but they haven't done it. Like you're not okay. No, like, <laughs> cause you can That's hear so true. Even in COVID Susie, one of the things that I saw that is really questionable is a lot of people saw, oh my God, it's so optimal to be interviewed right now. And people who have zero publicity background were hanging up a shingle and saying, oh, you know, I'll help you get this many interviews. And they were taking on clients. I'm sure at a reduced rate than a regular publicist. And where I had a real problem with that, it was so abundantly clear. I've been doing this a long time. I know what a publicity pitch looks like. And I know exactly what I receive and how it's laid out. These were not laid out like that. They were very amateurish. And one of the things they did is they had no idea about my show. Sort of like your shows about women, business, money, success, but also the behind the scenes, the transparency. And what if somebody came to you about plumbing, you know, or like gardening? It's like, it's not a fit. It's not your niche. So there's been a lot of shenanigans around that. And also people just saying, I want to be interviewed and having no idea how to show up for a show and do a great job. Right. Or do any research about who's interviewing you. That's always annoying too. Like if it's not in my notes with my team, I'm like, uh, excuse me, because I always look at who am I talking to? What's their deal? What's their story? All that pre-stuff, just so you are speaking intelligently. So talk about, because there's always a pandemic, there's always a recession, there's always a depression, there's always a financial crisis, there's always an election, there's always taxes, there's always... Like people think this is an anomaly and I've been in business long enough. I've been on the roller coaster to go, oh, okay. So let's pivot, let's pivot, let's pivot. So what are you seeing in your niche? Like how did you thrive in this time? Because you've thrived. I think people think there's some secret fairy dust, but there's not, right? So what are you seeing in the marketplace? And then how'd you pivot? Yeah, I did. I got hit really hard in the beginning, just like everybody else. Clients who are private, buy. Suddenly off the map, groups. I mean, it was crickets out there for a long time. I certainly learned a lot about what to prepare for financially. Don't ever take anything that looks consistent for granted. Right. And what I learned to do to pivot is to recreate, like be really open to, well, if not that, then what is possible? I started an online Zoom for book writing. And we're still coaching all this time later. Everybody shows up twice a month on Zoom. That's been very compelling. And then challenges have been good for me to meet new people. And at one point, I literally sent out, it's interesting to do, I sent out a note that came off very personal to my database saying, how are you? What's going on? Do you want to talk about collaboration? And you know, it's amazing out of the whatever thousands of people, how many actually write back But the people who did, I made a Zoom appointment with every one of them. And it was so cool getting to know the people on my database and what their needs are because people's needs are what create my business. Yes. Well, and how personalized, that's so amazing, right? Because I think we, oh, I'm emailing them, I'm listing them, but you do have to get connected and stay connected. It's not just fast cash, right? It can be, but there's this relationship that you're creating. It's not about just building a list. Because again, Debbie and I are a little seasoned, I'm seasoned, right? So you have people that have these monster lists, but nobody's engaged, that the list is worthless, right? Small can be mighty when you look at that. 
So let's look at your business now because you've been in business 15 years. You've had the yes. podcast for 15 years. So has it all been 15 years? This business? Yeah. Business aspect was 14 years. It was and a year into doing my podcast when I started writing books and people, just people back then, nobody did that. Nobody was coaching that. And I had people who are entrepreneurs, small business owners coming to me and saying, you know, I'd really like to do what you're doing. Can you show me? That's how my business was born. Right. I just started saying, yeah, I'll put together a class. I can show you how to become a bestseller. I can show you how to write a highly engaging book that people want to buy and talk about. Yeah. I can show you how to be interviewed and all the pieces. So that's how it started. Yeah. People would come to me. I think a lot of my careers have been born like that, just fulfilling a need. So 14 years. Right. I think that's listening, right? I always say that's the universe or God knocking, right? And saying, you listening. There's money all around us, but most of us don't listen. We don't listen to the clues. We're not listening to our client. We're just in doing it, doing it, doing it versus that's a very attuned and astute business owner to go, sure. Oh, I did the same thing. I'm like, sure, I can teach you that. I didn't a charge for it back then. I'm like, how do I make money at this now? <laughs> and I was just listening to one of your shows with somebody else where you were talking about what to charge. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think also reading your book, by the way, Thank you. Some incredible information in there about money, kind of eye-opening. And I was thinking, yeah, we are being asked to pay a lot more right now. Gas station, produce, et cetera, rents, real estate is ballistic right now. So it's like, how do we make up for that too? So looking at your material, Susie has made me really aware of my business right now. Maybe there are pockets where I need to start charging more to make up for all of what I'm paying or overpaying right now. Right. And I think people get confused because it's your expertise. When you look at your expertise specifically, right, we're paying for those results, not your time. And that's where most coaches, consultants are like, I can't charge more than this for my time. It's not about your time. I don't care if it takes you an hour or five hours to teach me the content. I'd rather do it in an hour and I still have to pay the same. Okay, I'll pay the same because time's money, right? To go, can you help me get there from point A to point B? So what do you see with most authors, right? Because there's a lot of done for you author services that again are shenanigans, right? There's so many, like, let's put a real book together. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Because people will even ask me when I say I have a best-selling book, they're like, is it a real book? I'm like, it's a real book. (laughs) And I get it, right? They're talking about like some, like what we used to do in the old day for brochures, right? Is now being called books in some instances. So what advice do you have for authors who are looking for someone like you, right? To go one, how do I do my due diligence? How do I find you? Like, what are the questions I should be asking that I don't even know what I should be asking? I think it's realistic for somebody to ask, what's the process and how long does it take? You're not going to work with a book coach for one month. A book takes, at best, six months to a year. When you hire somebody like me, I don't just take you through how to write a page turner, which I think is very important in all the book noise out there, is to write a really darn good book. But I also take you through the whole process of being self-published, all the elements that go into your book that are necessary, the book cover, the editing, the endorsements, et cetera, and all of what's needed. Most people find this so tremendously helpful. I think also to ask realistically, like, what is it going to take? Somebody who comes to me and says, well, I don't have time. Well, you really need to make time to write that book because you're giving birth to something. Right. 
And I think the rest of it, there's so many elements that go into the book that I think are important. I've been working with somebody recently and I love the fact that when she shows up, it's just like, what's the next step? Teach me the next step. And I also love the fact that everybody who comes in with a different need, there is a formula, there is a system, but I will say that it's very fluid. I've got somebody I'm working with right now. She's led a really amazing life. It's pretty miraculous who she's become in spite of her upbringing. And so one of the things she wants to do is to go back and interview people in her life. So we're utilizing that as a part of her writing the book. Some of it will be transcribed and so forth and her reactions to it. She's going to do videos around it. It'll be a whole journey. And then I've got other people who have lots of capacity to write and they're going to write five days a week. But I will say inherently, the most important thing for people is to be open to the fact you're going to start wherever you start. I take people from all aberrant beliefs, meaning I can't write. I'm not a writer. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I write, if anything, and know that anything I'm writing is going to be any good that somebody will want to read and so forth? There's a lot of doubts that people come with and it's okay. You don't know what you don't know. What excites me is to see over time, those who stick with it and are really wanting to write a book, their writing changes so much. And I become such a proud mama because I see my clients becoming so savvy, so confident, like they got this and where they started and what they're producing now, night and day, they're writing, they become real authors. And so, yeah, I think just to be super open to the process, don't feel like you have to know things, let yourself be guided and understand the book process. It does take time, but relish it. Because it's not, eventually you'll get to the publishing, but relish the process you're in because you're going to learn so much about yourself. And secret, when you're done, don't edit while you write. And when you're done writing your first draft, read it out loud to yourself, not to a group, to yourself. You will A, know at that moment, you have a real book. It's very exciting. B, it's the first thing you do before you hand it off to an editor so you can do all the tweaks and hear the musicality, harmony, or disharmony of your book and know the little changes to make. And most important, we often educate ourselves during our out loud read. It's like, I know reading all my books, when my clients read their books, they're like, oh my God, I needed to hear that today. And it's your own words as though it's been channeled through you. Well, and you realize I'm like, I am so smart. Like when I read my book, I'm like, wow, I said that. So it does, it has you really own your greatness, right? In a different way, because you can put it in there. But once you've done it, you kind of move to the next thing. I also realized the first time I read it, it was kind of boring. I'm like, okay, this will put snore time. We need more stories. I need to put me in it. I need, I'm like, you got to do the facts. And my editor was like, Susie, first of all, it's way too much content. (laughs) Second of all. Oh, you had two books in your one book? Got five, girl. I have so many. But you need a really good book coach like you that will just tell you the truth, right? I had two book coaches where I had my editor and then I had a book coach that was helping me market it and getting out in there and how do you make it a bestseller and all that good stuff. This is my 10th book, but Mm -hmm. this book was published by Simon & Schuster. And I did that purposely, right? Because I self-published. I had a publishing company with my other content because I got denied from the publisher. There was only one publisher in the industry and they rejected me. And I'm like, fine, forget you. I said another word. I'll just start. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And that's actually, that's perfect because that's what happens a lot. I tell people often when they try from the get-go to go for a publisher, most often, please don't be disappointed. It won't happen and it's okay. Self-publishing is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you want to get at least two to three books that you've self-published under your belt before you go after the publisher. And please know that publishers look for platforms. Sorry, it's yeah. the way a lot of the world works right now, but they want to know you have the numbers. So if they invest their money into you and into your book, that you are coming also with a platform or database that's going to want to buy your book and follow you, keep yeah. this book successful. So the fact that that was your 10th book, actually, it makes sense. But what a beautiful publisher for you to land. Right. Well, and I always say a publisher, a traditional publisher, just expensive lending house, right? They're just giving you the money up front to write the book versus having my own. I've made millions because of my book, not from the book. And I think that's where people go, oh, I'm going to make my first book. I was that way, Debbie. I'm, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to write this book. You know what? Let's unpack that because it's so prevalent, Susie. It really is. You're not the only one. And I have even had people come to me, bless their audacity and say, I'll tell you what, instead of paying you, why don't you take a percentage of my royalties? <laughs> Which basically means, Debbie, will you come work for me for free? I still, 14 years later, get royalties from my books, but it's bupkis, right? It's like, it's like it was not going to pay the rent for anybody. So no, you can't say that to a book coach. Don't split your royalties unless you're Deepak Chopra or right. something like that. But what Susie's talking about is that none of us, there are some people who do a whole thing around sales. That's the caveat. But the majority of us don't get rich off of our book, but we get Rich is a byproduct yes. of our book. So there are so many ways to repurpose by being interviewed, by speaking, by setting up a whole webinar series around your book, by doing a whole coaching system around your book, by allowing that to be the intro to people who may want to work with you or understand your work. And the list goes on. But a book creates visibility. Everything you do regarding the book and the book launch creates visibility and visibility begets visibility. It's a 401k plan. Yes. So everybody's finding out about you and they want you on panels and speaking. And it really opens you up to a whole nother world. Well, it changes the game. People who wouldn't hire me previously before I was a published author, best-selling author, people who didn't give me the time of the day, all of a sudden were like, oh, you're an author. And I'm like, really? Because people would said that to me, but I'm like, it can't make that big a difference. Oh, yes, it does. It is so funny. And especially if you have a credible book, a real book, again, I don't mean disrespect by that, but it's important to understand what media is looking at, what interviewers are looking at, and the quality of the work. It does make a huge difference, right? Because some people just say, just get a book. Well, it's got to be good. And I love that you do anthologies because I've been in two because it was like, okay, let me get in with these people. Let's hitch my wagon to these stars that I didn't have to write the whole book, but it also got me another best-selling book, right? Yeah. So there, it's leverage. It's how are you leveraging it? How are you monetizing it? And you've got to have people like Debbie and myself who know the path. I don't do that work. I'll send it to Debbie, but I'll show you the money path. Here's how we're going to make the money. And then, okay, let's find a Debbie, right? And so it's important that you realize you'll make money. The book is an expensive business card. It's a credibility piece. It's a leverage piece. But my whole product suite is based on our book. The more intimacy with me, the more access to me, the higher the price point. 
same content. I'm like, if you think back, we're teaching the same content, we're just delivering it differently. And so when I look at that, I think people just start recreating so much stuff that none of it speaks to each other, right? There's not an alignment. Yeah, Yeah. point A to point B. So let's look at one thing that your program did for one of your clients that you didn't expect. Oh, wow. I had this gal come to me and she was young, widowed mom, two kids. And she said, I've been paying, this is a couple of years ago now, because we know what it costs here in LA for a publicist. And she said at the time, I'm paying a publicist $3,500 and she's not booking me. And so I've run out of money. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going wrong, but this is sort of a last ditch effort. And she believed in me and said, let's work together and see what we can co-create here. And so her story was really amazing. What happened by virtue of her husband passing away and some of the gifts that became alive and in bloom in her that were very unexpected. But her message was more about the story and about the hardship of it. And I could tell when I watched some replays of the interviews she did do, she wasn't reaching her audience. She wasn't creating a resonance. And there was no space, ROI, CTA, call to action and all of that for people to work with her. And so we completely retooled how she showed up. And really, this was a story about a thriver. And not just surviving, but somebody whose life had been forever more altered because of a tragedy, but it also opened up things in her and abilities that would never have shown up otherwise. Um, Very, very powerful. And so we started focusing on that and the content and value of who she was and what she now knew in regards to sharing that with the audience. So I taught her the whole system and how to find the right shows for her, how to show up for those shows, what to do during the interview. And so she started utilizing that. Her trajectory was pretty quick, which made me happy because she came without a lot of money. And so she was very quickly on radio podcasts, then mainstream radio podcasts. And then she started showing me pictures that someone took of her on a TV show, like the view type shows, morning talk shows, of her being interviewed with her book and doing a bang up job, whether it was three minutes or an hour interview. And that was somebody whose life just completely changed. Going forward, very successful, doing really well, knew the system, could use it anytime for a launch. And that was important for a young mother of two. Right. So yeah, just taking what she was doing and tweaking it, using the authenticity of what had happened to her, but showing her a whole different presentation And then people were falling in love with her as well as the journalists. So it really was a feel good story. Yeah, that is a big one. But what I love and you're saying, which resonates with our students, right, is there's a system, right? This doesn't happen on accident. There is a system. And so I love that you said that because our students like to learn in systems, right? And when you go, oh, there is a system to it because people go, I don't have the it factor. Well, okay, so but what are you developing in yourself? You can't just put that on the back door. And I think what I also heard you say, she had no backdoor, right? You said she turned it around pretty quickly. I find people that have a backdoor, meaning you have a significant other, you've got another job, and this might be the second thing you're launching, right? You're not committed, but you're not really committed. That's the backdoor. And when you don't have a backdoor, you're like, I got to make this work or bust. So I love that you teach inside that system of how do you get interviewed? How do you get press? Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's very interesting that you say that. I never thought about it and it makes sense. I will say also another thing that people have a lot, there's a lot of very metaphysical people, healers, spiritual people out there, and they feel really stuck. Like, how do I go on any kind of show and talk about this stuff? And I have ways to show people how to go mainstream, still be you, but just there's a way to switch things up enough that you can completely be received by anybody and make sense. And that's really important right now. I think the light bringers are very important right now. So rather than feel if anyone's listening, like I'm shut out of being able to do this because I don't have the language. You probably don't right now, but you have the gift and you have enough. But if you're just shown some ways of being, and I've coached so many people to be really successful in that area. And that also makes me really happy because their gifts are so needed right now. So the message is important to get out there. It is. And you go back to the system, a couple tweaks in the language can open up huge opportunity, like for your clients, a couple tweaks in what she was saying before to what she was saying after. Let's talk about you for a second, because we've had like people just assume you're beautiful, you're successful, you're accomplished, you've been doing this for a long time, you're an award-winning business owner, right? You've got all this accolades. People don't think you have any failure, right? So what's been the biggest failure and then what was the learning experience you had from it? Wow. The first one, and I don't know if it was a failure, but it was a massive confusion, is when I was an actress and a singer professionally, literally my whole life, and I woke up one day and something was different. And I knew it was different because I didn't want to take the time to memorize lines, work on a character. And I had been booked on a lot of major things. And it was so confusing and it wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away long enough that I thought I have to let go. Right. And so I surrendered. And it was a three-year surrender of not knowing what I was going to do with my life. But the one thing, and this was not a big Oh, I'm going to do it this way. Three years. I'm like, I'm getting anxiety for you. Getting hives. (laughs) Then what happened? Then what happened? (laughs) Okay, sorry. I just had to share that with you. (laughs) I know I should have been getting hives at the time, but instead I just plodded along and something would present. And if it got, you know, first I started making jewelry because I took a jewelry class and people saw what I was wearing when I made it and they wanted to buy it. And I'm like, oh, really? So I started making for people. And then within a month, I was in five stores. And so I did that. I was always looking for the it. And I did that that for a long time, but then it started to wane. And then I joined Toastmasters and I went up the ladder very quickly. I went, ooh, I want to speak. And so I got out there and I started doing motivational speaking and I loved it, but it was all those buts. And then I started singing with a big band and a jazz band. And so you can see that During those three years, I was just sort of going, oh, that looks like fun. That looks like fun. And then I started doing voiceover work for cartoons and that I loved, which got me into radio. That was a God thing because I would have never gotten in radio, but it opened up a whole life to me that if I hadn't done all those pieces, I would have never gotten there. And then radio led to writing books and what a journey here I am today. So I would say, yeah, really weird time, frustrating time. The worst is the not knowing, right? (laughs) Having no clue. Is this going to work out? How is it going to work out? Will I be happy? I've only ever wanted to be an actress and a singer since I'm a kid. And I'm sure people can relate because every entrepreneur goes through this where you hit that crossroads and how are we going to negotiate where we're going, where we're headed? And for me, the greatest gift was just not knowing, being open and following 
what felt right and light next. And it eventually led me where I am today. Well, I hear like there's a couple of huge distinctions. One is obedient, which most of us aren't good at, right? The obedient to surrender for three whole years. Most of us will be obedient and surrender for a weekend or a week, right? or if I'm on vacation, I'll surrender, right? But three years and to go, there's something to that to tap into your next, your next season, your next lesson, your next reason. And I love that God called you to play this bigger game, right? And to be able to take your acting career, like, oh, it's all coming together. I see it as a big pie that, oh, okay, that's been your whole life. And then you figured out this system to teach people how to do it, that you don't have to spend 20 years. They get your knowledge, your expertise and go do this, you get this, do this, you get this. this." I do that with money, right? Do this, you get this. It doesn't have to be hard. It has to be strategic. And that's what you're saying. It doesn't have to be hard. There's strategic, there's rapport building, there's trust in seconds, right? It doesn't have to take years to do that. So I love, love, love that. So let's see if people want to play with you, because I know our tribe will want to play with you and who would not want to play with Debbie? Come on. She's awesome. How do we get a hold of you? How do we play with you? Share with us how we can play with you. Yeah. My website is my name, debbie-inger.com. And that's me on Instagram and everywhere else, LinkedIn and so forth. Same name, unique spelling. Those of you that are just listening in your car or whatever, it's D-E-B-B-I and then Dashinger, D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R. Just so everybody knows. (laughs) People misspell your name. Which if you got a good SEO person, they've misspelled it all the ways, right? <laughs> it's so true. Well, yeah. Thank you for spelling that. Yeah. DebbieDashinger.com. And for folks who are like ready to jump, you can just write to the team and they'll get a hold of me. And that's support at DebbieDashinger.com. And I offer group sessions for book writing, private sessions for book writing. If you've written a book and you want to take a book to guaranteed international bestseller, my team and I do it all for you. So we do all the heavy lifting. And then if you want to be interviewed, you know, same. And everything I coach, I also have programs online. So people have a lot of options about how they want to work. I have somebody who just finished my ultimate visibility formula, which is about being interviewed. And she did the online course. God bless her. She went through really quickly. And she sent me this beautiful testimony, which I live for. When you wake up and there's that surprise email and here's somebody just of her own volition took it upon herself to saying, hey, this is the real deal. And now I'm on three shows already. And my whole visibility landscape is changing. This really delivered what it said it would. And I was like, oh, thank you. So yeah, you can do the online programs, any of what I just mentioned, or If you want to play privately or in group sessions, we can do that too. Yeah, make sure. Don't just go with one company, right? Do your due diligence. Interview Debbie, interview the other company. They have to get you and your message. And most people don't know that. To go, are they going to have the fingerprint that I want to give to the world? And I hear and see that's what you do. Is you're like really getting the essence of who that person is and go make sure that your message resonates with the client, with the host, with you if you're going to work together. And I would not be where I'm at without my book coaches, right? Without someone hand holding me. The very first one I did by myself through books, right? I bought a book called How to Self-Publisher's Handbook. And then after I did that one, I'm like, I need help because this is way too hard. All the things you have to know that you can get caught up in the minutia of not knowing versus, oh, just do this. Okay, I can do that. I'm the kind of girl, I'm a Xerox machine. Debbie, just tell me what to do and I will do it. I will be your best student. And oh, that's a great attitude. That's what we all love. 
Yeah, that's so cool. When you're saying all this, even the anthology book, I used to do this all on my own and I'd come up with a theme and put it out and bring in the people to do a chapter. And it was an amazing experience, especially for folks who hadn't written a book before or if they've written and they're like, I don't want to write another one right now, but a chapter (laughs) is fine. And then I had this pretty well-known coach come to me and say, what would that be like if you did this for me? So I bring in my clients and they'll, obviously I would split whatever he brought in and you produce the entire thing, but they would be my clients. And I was like, ding, 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 money, money, money. That's so genius. I can offer this to coaches. I never considered that fully done for you and your clients and everybody wins. So I just want to put that out as like another way people who are looking for where's their hidden money is that there can be illuminating times when people ask you a question or can you do this? And it's like, oh, that could be a whole nother leg of what I do in my business. Exactly. Well, Debbie, thank you so much. And please reach out to Debbie on her website, debbie-dashinger.com, on her social media handles, right? Reach out. We love hearing from students, possible students, and let them know that your coach recommended Debbie so she knows, because then you get the friends and family hookup, like all the love. (laughs) Not that she doesn't do that anyways, but (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate your genius. And I so look forward to playing again. Thank you for who you are in the world and all the work that you're doing to get our message out there. And so if you love this podcast, I need you to share it with your tribe and your community because people are looking for Debbie, right? And we're looking for how can they get seen, get heard, to get paid. And that's Debbie's dream and her job is to make that happen for you. So thank you, Debbie, for being here. I appreciate you. Thanks for being so fierce. Thank you. Love you, girly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Power Your Profits podcast. Let these building blocks from today's most successful industry leaders equip you with the necessary resources and tools to finally establish the highly profitable business of your dreams. Want to hear more? Listen to more episodes at https colon double slash poweryourprofitspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now is your time to rise to the top of your game. So be sure to catch our next episode. Until next time.